rolling. Hey, it's me, Alan. This Hi, I'm Steven. This is Steven. Uh, we're Joan. We're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live, and we're so stoked to be here. What's up, Joan? I'm super excited to finally get to hang out with you guys. Uh, I've been actually trying to reach out and schedule an interview with you guys since 2020 when Cloudy dropped, and uh, I've been obsessed with the band since. So I'm excited that we get to talk uh, about this upcoming debut album, and I can't believe we're saying, we're finally saying debut album. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Thanks, Good. thanks for having us. What's we're up, Rob? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been listening to you guys for a while. So like um, getting to dive in a little bit deeper with uh, your creative process is uh, very exciting. Um, so if you guys don't mind, I want to dive in already and 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 jump into Loner, which is the current single. And um, this, this really hit home. This is me all the way. Uh, this song, I felt like we met and you guys wrote it about me. Like that's exactly how I felt about it. But um, take me into the studio and that creative process. Like what really kickstarted the writing process for Loner? Yeah, I think, help me correct myself if I'm wrong, but um, I think that one started as kind of a um, uh, guitar line with a with a lyric we had originally we actually talked about this the other day we posted it on our patreon it started out as uh i'm just a loser i think was the first lyric which yeah. then changed to that felt like too self-critical so, so we changed it to dreamer and then started writing language around that and then we eventually landed on loner because it felt like it told the story best but yeah it's we we're like that's too self-critical to that's not self-critical enough <laughs> yeah. to uh <laughs> yeah. to just write you yeah know? exactly um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of about just like we we kind of chatted with each other um like kind of as we do whenever we go to write songs um and just we were kind of just thinking back on uh our childhood and feeling almost like we were we we weren't it's not like we weren't like unpopular or anything but a lot of the times we felt like we were kind of out of place and kind of whatever crowd we were in and and didn't quite find the right you know people that matched well with us like as we were growing up and that's kind of where the song comes from is that that sort of feeling just just not exactly feeling like you're fitting in kind of wherever you are um and then writing kind of around the story of like finding someone that feels the exact exact same way and it's like all of a sudden you're like oh we can just be like loners together kind of thing so um yeah that's that's sort of where it's where it started from one of the things that really drew my attention with the band early on is um stylistically sonically uh, it gives me your music gives me like nostalgic 90s vibes with obviously some new kind of sound and and something fresh, but um, how do you go about like creating all of this music, giving this kind of nostalgic vibe, still keeping it fresh, but like releasing more and more tracks at the same time? I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, we we're like always in search of, I guess the word would be like timelessness. We're like in search of like when mm. we hear songs that we love that are from you know our past or growing up or whatever you know for loner i listened to a lot of death cab for cutie growing up so like yes. indie rock like thursday taking back sunday basically any any band name with day in it um i grew up liking <laughs> um but then even before that it was what our parents were listening to so it was like james taylor and rush and kiss i mean just like the game and my mom was into like 90s country and so we, I don't know, we kind of early on decided that we, 
we love pop music in general. We love um, in, in all of its ebbs and flows and different genre, you know, bending that it does. Um, the nineties is a really good reference because I feel like in the nineties, early alts, you could have a song that was like NSYNC's Bye 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 and then like a Shania Twain song would come on after it and then like Smash Mouth. <laughs> to Nirvana. <laughs> to Nirvana, yeah. And so it was just this beautiful like 10 to 15, 20 year deck or a couple of decades where music was so all over the place, but it it was all about the hooks. It was how catchy was it? Um, production could be all over the place. So we were kind of like, what if we, and it probably was less conscious at the beginning than it is now, but we were kind of like, what would that be like to be in a band that did that? You know, um, we're now, we've never been ones to be like trap hats are popular right now. We should do trap hats. Like I just, when I hear that stuff, it's all respect to the, the artists that use, use, I mean, that's like one very specific example, but just trendy things that tend to not last as long. I'm just like, I did, I'm just not, we're not as interested in that. We're, we're in, we're more interested in like, let's still give you a catchy um, song that, that maybe stylistically doesn't hit what the current thing is, but still draws you in the same, you know? So I, I feel like that helps us stand out. Maybe I, I don't know if it works, but that's the goal. <laughs> I feel like it's hard though, just because like now there's so much new music and we're always consuming new artists, new music, new, new hit singles and stuff. So like as an artist, um, do you have to kind of stray away from that? So it doesn't kind of mesh into the creative process when you're writing your material? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think it's kind of a, an, uh, a net positive just because there's so much that you, I mean, you can find whatever you want to find music wise. Um, and so I think that kind of forces us, um, to just stay as true to like what we think Joan is as possible. And just like, we, we honestly don't listen to a ton of music to like, just to listen to it. A lot of the times we're listening to, you know, certain snare sounds or how'd they get that guitar tone or how, why did they write the melody this way? Or it's a lot of the times like we find ourselves studying music more than we are like uh, leisurely listening. Um, and I, I think that's a good thing overall, just because I think at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to make Joan uh, consistent with, with what Joe, you know, what makes Joan. So um, even whenever we went to write this album, like we, we dove into, um, uh, you know, albums that we loved that are from the eighties and nineties. And then all the way up until like Harry's house and just like, what, why did, what, what makes those albums a good album and why have they stood the test of time? Um, and I think that's what we want to take away from, from music, um, to, to move to our music is like, yeah. how can we, how can we translate that and put that like into our music and make it a timeless piece of work kind of thing. Basically what you're saying is you guys went through all this research before you can finally say, Hey, it's time to create a debut album. Yeah. Right. Well, and that was a big reason why we waited as long as we did. I mean, we've been a band now for five years. It feels more like three because, the, but you know, in terms of uh, recording music, writing music, it was late 2016, early 2017 that we really, really started going. But um it took us that long because exactly, you're exactly right. We wanted to do a lot of research and figure out what we were like. Uh, we are in what you said, I, not your exact words, but essentially what you said, like an attention economy now where it's like everything's so fast and everyone's fighting for your scroll. You know, um, we were like, man, if we're fighting against 
everyone from bands our size to the weekend, like we need to make sure that like make damn sure that our debut album is like stand out to some degree. And um, all right, taking back Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah, that, that's why we waited and here we are and we're, we're very proud of it. I think because of that. And in a lot of ways, we, yeah. we took our time and really crafted what we feel like is our, our perfect version of our debut album. You know, like, I don't think we could have done any better than what we did for us again. People will decide whether that's true or not. But for us, it's like, we love it. Yeah. Having that mentality with your music and basically having that uh, artistic kind of style that you do with your music, I feel like it's important when it comes to other producers. And I see that you guys pretty much self-produce most of it with the exception uh, of Austin Hull. So how important was it discovering or finding Austin for this, for your music? And um how do you feel that you guys help each other out when it comes to the creative process? Well, first of all, Austin is a, well, he's a killer producer, just hands down. Um, he runs a thing called Make Pop Music on Facebook. And it's like a big Facebook group with, I think, hundreds, yeah. 100,000 plus. And a YouTube channel. And too. a YouTube channel, yeah. And so he's like one of those guys that if you saw him and didn't know, uh, like didn't know anything about him, you'd be like, oh, he's like a really legit tutorial based producer like he he'll he'll do like a you know a, um an example of like the weekend's new album he'll go how do we how do we make a song from dawn fm and get these sounds and then he'll like recreate his own he'll write his own track and then show you like how to kind of create in that world and so if you see it and take that at face value you're like oh he's a really good youtube producer that's like people's you know it's easy to get locked in but then you realize like no no, no. he's just a really great producer who also loves teaching he's like one of those like it's not a, if you, those who can't do teach situation, it's a, he can literally do both really well. And so, um, we got, we got tagged on Facebook by a friend that uh, someone had posted on there. Like, it's like a community where people who, who like, who are, uh, making pop music can like resource each other. And someone said, how do I get these synth sounds on this Jones song magnetic? And one of my friends tagged me and it was like, why don't you just ask the guy himself? And so I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't know this existed. So through that, we got connected with Austin and just stayed plugged into that community. And um, when we were making this album, um, those two songs that he helped with, Nervous and Don't Want to Be Your Friend, we had kind of taken probably, I don't know, 80, 75, 80% of the way there. And I w- we were both just like hitting walls on, okay, how do we polish this? And he was just like the first person we thought of, of like, I'd really be interested to see what Austin would do with this. And like within a day or two, he sent us, you know, we sent him the session and he sent us like 30 tracks back or something to add to it. And it, it shaped the songs and and put them over the finish line really easily. It was an easy, um, easy process. Cause he's so freaking pro. So that's been a really cool relationship yeah. to build. So, and we don't, we don't trust everybody with that. And that's why we self-produce because we, we know what we want. We have the clear vision. And if we can't get it there, we're very self-aware to know we can't and we need help. And then that's when we reach out, you know, just to a buddy to see if they'll help with it. So. Yeah. Now, as we dive into this, this debut album, um, the fact that again, going back to you guys self-producing, when you think about the debut album and then you look back at, we'll say cloudy EP, for example, since that was my first experience of the band, uh, how do you feel that evolution has been from, from that EP to now, uh, super glue? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even thinking like from the very start of Joan, like in general, I think our, our MO has kind of always been like, take each song as it comes and just like not be afraid to have one song 
completely different to the next song that we're that we're making um and just like go for whatever it feels like it needs um and kind of service it that way but i think as far as like <clears throat> producing ourselves it it took a a few years where we we carefully picked kind of from the start like who we wanted involved kind of in our team we always knew like we have pretty much written everything ourselves um since the beginning um and then cloudy was the first time for us where like well i guess we 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 produced with this a friend of ours named andy seltzer and he he kind of did all of cloudy with us mm -hmm. And that was honestly the most that we've let a producer in kind of from the beginning um, of like, hey, here are these ideas for songs. What could you hear on this? Like more, a very collaborative thing, like from, you know, having the sketch songs kind of done. Um, we flew him in, like worked on those songs together. And then and then the like right after we released that EP or maybe like while we were releasing it. And um, the way we wrote that EP was very much with live shows in mind and like basically envisioning like playing to a crowd that knew all the words and they were super high energy and everything and uh, felt like a, a Joan show. And then whenever the kit, we were like, we we want these songs to still hit people where they are, even though we can't play for the, you know, them live for people. Um, so we reimagined that EP completely and ended up kind of figuring out through that process through making what we called partly cloudy. Um, like we we built up a real confidence uh, to to produce kind of everything on our own. And that was I, I don't want to speak for Alan, but I think that was the first time where he he, he kind of takes the production role um, and leads it. And it was the first time I remember he was like, I can do this like on, on our own and we can kind of go for it um, and kind of from start to finish be, you know, just us producing it. And so then the next year we did high and by and just built up more reps through that. And then um, really had a lot of confidence going into making the album as far as production and writing and everything goes. And it, it really felt like it was the first time we were like, all right, we're ready to take on an album, like every piece of it and like really know that what, is going to be heard is going to be from us. You know, everything is from start to finish is like our voice being, being uh, kind of said. So yeah, it was cool. The fact that you guys are self-producing this album, um, there's 13 tracks on it. How do you, how are you guys able to separate Joan, the artist, and then Joan, the producer, when you guys are creating or when you guys were recording this album? It's, <sighs> we've got a really good process together. Like the way we, the way we um, write songs and produce songs out, like our, our process is pretty easy between Steven and I, like we both know our roles. We know like where each other naturally leads out. And then when we need help, we ask for help. You know, it's like very symbiotic, I guess. Um, I'd say what he just said, like Parley Cloudy was definitely the first time I remember sitting down and just in my own brain and going like, okay, if we were to never work with another producer again, we've, we've got this. That doesn't mean it's going to be as good or, <laughs> or whatever, but I know that I can take a project from start to finish with him and like make it happen um, and feel good about it. Um, so when you're producing your own stuff, it's, it's, what's easy about it is, 
every decision, you're just like going off of gut feeling like this is the same, the same process in your brain as why did we choose that lyric or that melody on the songwriting side is the same process and same part of the brain of like, why did I choose that sound to put with that, you know, lyric or melody or whatever. Um, the challenge of it is the pressure's 100% on you, you know? So I'm not like, like I remember with cloudy, it was, we flew Andy in, he worked with us for like four days straight and our buddy Maddie's who's our, our mixer, Matt Huber, he used to live in Conway near us. And we, we used his studio for four days, flew Andy in just intensively tracked for four days as much as we could. Andy flew back to LA. And then it was kind of like, we had done all the pre-work without him. He took the work we did together with him and then he polished everything on his end. So it was a, a different, different process in that it was kind of all in his hands at that point of like, we could tweak and he sent me sessions and I'd add my stuff and whatever, but large amount of the work at that point, once it passed off to him was, was, so the pressure's off of us a little bit of like deadlines and all of that. It's like, Hey, I hope we love what he sends, but like, it's technically wholly up to Andy to make this, you know, over the finish line. So remove all that pressure from someone else and put it on ourselves. That definitely, you feel that and you feel it with deadlines. And we just kind of had to like, um, last end of last spring into summer, we just kind of, for the first time blocked out, like how many months or sure, yeah. five months to just be like, we're going to do other stuff. And we had, think we had some one-off shows and stuff, but, um, we're, we're working on this album. Like, so it's kind of the more traditional, I guess, approach of like when someone rents a studio for like a month and then you, you don't hear from them. <laughs> and then, you know, all of a sudden they're like, album's done. And you're like, Oh wow. What happened? And that's magical. We did that just over four months of slow grinding in our bedrooms, essentially. So it's the same process, just in our the comfort of mostly my home and then his home as well. So yeah, it's it's it was um easy in a lot of ways and then challenging in a lot of ways. But even when I'm thinking back, like a lot of the challenges and the pressures are necessary because like otherwise we wouldn't get it finished. Like we work really well under deadlines. Like so if we kind of go, okay, he'll rough, he'll kind of map out like a this song let's try to have knocked out in the next week and a half. And then this song, you know, just kind of over time. And then we can kind of hit and go, Hey, we actually ended early on this song. It's ready for mix. Let's move on to the next one. We just carved ourselves out another week that we didn't have. And so that part of it's kind of fun navigating. Um, we're, we're both creative brained, but enough, whatever side of the brain is like more type a like scheduling. He's more that than I am, but I'm enough of it that I can hit you know, it helps to have those deadlines and stuff. So I just, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it feels good. It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. I covered a lot of ground. So I think you can get something out of that. I don't know what your question was, but we just said a lot of good stuff there. <laughs> I don't know what I asked, but it works. <laughs> but I, I don't want to dive in too much on this album because I honestly, like, I want to wait uh, until it drops. So then when you guys hit that tour, we can do this in person because I, I really, want, I I really want to dive in more in person. So in saying that this album, Super Glue, uh, Super Glue drops uh, April 19th. So yeah. just in time for this upcoming tour that you guys have. And uh, I'm super excited for this tour because I, I for me, I don't know, maybe I was living under a rock, but I, I don't recall you guys coming to L.A. Um, so, yeah, we we've been. But yeah, so, it's okay. That, where that, was I? That's the beautiful thing, though, is like we're we're finding people that haven't seen us live like more than ever now. Like yeah. we get, we're getting a lot of new fans coming in and 
um, really stoked about this tour specifically. So it's cool to see and make new friends kind of like wanting to come to shows. They so. must be neighbors in your rock community. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with this upcoming tour, you have, uh, you have Harriet and you have Aviv, um, uh, supporting you guys. And I'm curious, like for the new fans, what can we look forward to? And then for the OG fans, what can they look forward to on this tour? Sure. Um, we're, Currently, we're going through the set list and kind of seeing what the live thing looks like. Um, but we're we're trying to play every single song on the album live, as well as like our favorite songs and what we kind of have realized are are ones that always hit live. Um, and honestly, just one trying to make uh, another great Jones show that like feels very us, but like with this one specifically a lot of um a lot of the show will be kind of like a bunch of new stuff for us we're we're including a lot of elements that um we never have before and um kind of like musically it'll feel really really fresh and and really new so i don't know we we've always been very intentional and um detailed when it comes to live shows and so that that'll be the same but um we're trying to level up this one um and and hit people in a new way so i'm super stoked about it i'm excited i'm I'm looking forward to watching you guys live and um getting to experience what joan is all about so uh steven allen thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and uh let's reunite again for this tour uh let's oh, let's talk dude. more about the album you're on you're on dude we'd love it <laughs> thanks for having me absolutely so you guys be sure to check out super glue it's out april 19th and uh thanks for watching here on front row live hey it's rob again if you enjoyed this interview please follow for more and i invite you to head over to my youtube channel front row live ent where i have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists once again thank you for tuning in and have a great night